Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity of the devil, this corrupt world that we live in, our own sinful flesh. Uh, We're learning how to defend ourselves with the promises that come from the person and the work of Jesus, but also learning how to receive all of the gifts that can only come from the hands of the triune God. So we're talking about uh, how do we know that our sins are forgiven? This is the chief gift, uh, our apology uh, of our faith in the Augsburg Confession uh, says these words, the worship and divine service of the gospel is to receive from God gifts. And the chief worship of the gospel is to wish to receive remission of sins, grace, and righteousness. And so uh, this triune God, one God, three distinct persons, but one salvation plan reveals to us how um, how he gives and uh, where to find, but he also gives us faith to receive this great gift, the gift of the forgiveness of sins. So again, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So you see, one God, three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Uh, But this uh, great gift is the forgiveness of sin. Whoever believes in the work of Jesus. So the Father didn't die for us. The Holy Spirit didn't die for us. The second person of the Trinity uh, takes on human flesh, bears our sin, uh, pays uh, sin's uh, debt, uh, becomes uh, the sacrifice for sin for us, rises and defeats the enemies. He's the one who dies for us. And the Holy Spirit gives to us then the forgiveness of sins. Now we continue with John 3, verses 17 to 19. And it says, Therefore God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. So the the heart of the triune God is revealed to us in uh, the person and the work of Jesus. Uh, This son is sent into the world uh, not to condemn it, but to save it. And he saves it through his death and resurrection on our behalf. Um, But this... uh, This reconciliation comes through faith in Christ Jesus. And so the question, uh, yes, uh, the forgiveness of sins has been accomplished and acquired for us through Jesus, but it needs to be applied to our life, that we believe it, um, that we hold fast to it, that we trust in it. Uh, The text says, whoever does not believe stands condemned all ready because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So the sad news uh, is not that uh, Christ Jesus has not died for the sins of the world, but uh, that there are those who do not believe, uh, that do not trust in this sacrifice of Christ for them. And the text then clearly says, whoever does not believe stands condemned already. Now you take this even further to the end of John chapter 3. And I don't think really, um, uh, sometimes we move beyond uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. 
Here's the sober words, verse 36. Whoever, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Again, the good news of the gospel is that the wrath of God was placed upon the person of Jesus, our brother, the sacrifice, the Lamb of God. So that's a finished work that has been accomplished, acquired, but it also needs to be applied so that we believe it, we trust in it. And so whoever, the text says, whoever rejects the Son, whoever does not believe uh, on the Lord Jesus Christ and his work, uh, what's what's the result? Well, God's wrath remains on them. Some sobering words. One God, three distinct persons, one salvation plan. So here is, here is the question then. So where does the triune God give his gifts? How do we receive the promises? How is faith created? How is the finished work of Christ placed upon us? How are we uh, clothed in the righteous works of Jesus so that the wrath of God does not remain on us? In other words, how do we know that our sins are forgiven? So, uh, the small called articles uh, written by Martin Luther in our Lutheran Confessions uh, say these words. We will now return to the gospel, which not uh, merely in one way gives us counsel and aid against sin. For God is super abundantly rich and liberal in his grace and goodness. Isn't that good news? I mean, we super abundantly sin and are liberal in our a uh, willful rebellion against God. But God, the triune God, is super abundantly rich and liberal in his grace and goodness. Now, how does this come to us? Uh, the words continue. First, through the spoken word by which the forgiveness of, of sins is preached. He commands to be preached in the whole world, which is the peculiar office of the gospel. So how does the forgiveness of sins um, delivered to us, offered to us? How is the finished work of Christ given to us? Well, first, through the proclamation of uh, the gospel. Romans chapter 1, I am not ashamed of the gospel, Paul says, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. So it's not our righteousness, it's not our good works, it is the righteousness of another, the righteousness that comes from God, from the Lord Jesus. And that is proclaimed to us uh, through the preaching of uh, of the gospel. First Peter chapter 1 Uh, Peter says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So again, the triune God um, super abundantly gives to us uh, the forgiveness of sins. He reveals it first uh, through the preaching of the gospel. Now, second, he also promises that it would be given to us, the finished work of Christ given to us through baptism, uh, connected to the death and the resurrection of Jesus through uh, the sacrament of baptism. Third, 
through the holy sacrament of the altar, the words of Jesus himself saying, take and eat, take and drink. This is my body. This is my blood for the forgiveness of sins. Fourth, through the power of the keys, also uh, through the mutual, it says here, conversation and consolation of the, bro- of the, of the brethren. So through, uh, through the ministry of the church, those called out by this little gathering, this ecclesia, the, the congregation of saints. Um, and so through the power of the keys given to the church, the forgiveness of sins is given. And in the mutual conversation, the encouragement of one another. So how does the, the gospel come to us? How does the forgiveness of sins, how is that given to us? Well, when we read and study and hear the scriptures proclaimed, um, when we gather together in worship and we receive the sacraments, there it is applied and touched and seen in water, in uh, bread and wine, the promises connected to those sacraments. You could call that uh, visible, the visible gospel given to us in the sacraments and in the mutual conversation of, uh, of one another when we uh, share the forgiveness of sins, the message of the person and work of Jesus with one another. Now, here's an interesting you know, question. What if I were to take away uh, your Bible, your access to the scriptures, so that you no longer can read them, no longer can hear the word of God, study, study the scriptures? I also uh, either tell you not to come to church uh, you can do whatever you want on uh, on the Lord's Day, or you're forbidden to come to worship. So you, you don't have access to the preached word. You don't have access to the sacraments, to the proclamation that your sins are forgiven in the uh, absolution. So that's taken away from you. Um, you can't meet with one another to talk about uh, the scriptures or the person and work of Jesus. You can get together with friends and enjoy their company, but there can't be any conversation. And also, uh, let's say I have the power to remove any memory that you might have to uh, re- reference or remember the scripture. So any verses that you had memorized or uh, any thoughts that you might have concerning the person, the work of Jesus. Um, so what if I took all of those means away. Can't read the scriptures. You can't go to uh, worship on the Lord's day. Uh, you can't receive the sacraments. Uh, you can't talk with one another about the, the gift of the forgiveness of sins. So where then physically, um, tangibly, can you hear, can you know, Uh, Can you receive uh, this great gift of the forgiveness of sins? I mean, you can't look up into the sky. You can't look into the sunset and uh, hear, you know, the proclamation that your sins are forgiven. You may come to an understanding that, yes, there is a God, but not the revelation of God's gift in, uh, in Jesus. So what if I were to take away all of those things? What we're talking about is taking away the means or more, uh, maybe in a positive way, revealing the ways, the practical ways, the many ways that God himself said and promised that he would deliver to us the work of Jesus. So here's the sad part, is that when we reject or when we neglect the means that God has chosen, uh, the word of God, hearing it, uh, preached, reading it, uh, attending to the Lord's day, 
receiving uh, the sacraments, remembering our baptism, gathering together with one another. When we reject or neglect those means, uh, the reality is that we reject the work of the Holy Spirit and we reject the gospel. We cut ourselves off from the way that God himself has promised to give to us the finished, the accomplished, uh, the acquired work of Jesus, uh, the forgiveness of sins. So the call is to repent, right? To connect ourselves to those means, these great gifts, to receive the forgiveness of sins. Again, uh, we superabundantly sin, but God superabundantly, uh, through the Lord Jesus, uh, forgives and provides many ways for us to receive that forgiveness. When we receive it, we rejoice. And then, uh, such as the nature of life, attacked by devil, corrupt world, and sinful flesh, uh, we uh, repeat. So repent, receive, rejoice. And again, the good news is when you have the forgiveness of sins, you have, you have everything.